we just connected with the coolest farmer in Kansas who we're going to start buying our popcorn from. He makes the kind of popcorn that we want. He has his own farm. He's Mm. growing it. Mm. I mean, how cool is that to, you know, be working with somebody that's kind of locally sourced Mm -hmm. popcorn. It's just, it's so great. So tell people more because I don't know if like you guys are like, you guys are purchasing like the kernels, right? And these kernels are made for popping. Like, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like this is something new I've recently learned, but like literally corn is grown to be like popcorn. Oh. It's grown to be popcorn and it's grown to be specific kinds of popcorn. This is Lit and Lucid, your after work de-stress smoke sesh podcast. I'm your host Lit. And I'm your host Lucid. And we're going to take you on a journey. A journey to discover the truth and find the balance. Every week we get deep on those thought provoking topics that ooze out of the cannabis universe. But we also keep it real by illuminating important issues and people in today's culture. So kick back, consume your favorite cannabis products, and get cozy, cozy in the, the lit and lucid, lucid lifestyle. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of our homegrown series, Made in Colorado. Today, we are chatting with a good friend of ours, Karen Lazarus. She is the founder of Sweet Mary Jane in Boulder, Colorado. Baked goods have always been a passion for Karen. In fact, in 2009, she won a baking contest that kickstarted her entrepreneurial spirit in the cannabis industry, making her own infused goods. Today, Sweet Mary Jane offers some nostalgic classics from the OG pot brownie, infused popcorn, and much more. Karen is a well-respected woman entrepreneur and advocate in the cannabis community, being recognized in Mary Jane's The Women of Weed documentary for her work in this space, She's also the author of Sweet Mary Jane, 75 Delicious Cannabis-Infused High-End Desserts, and has been featured in National Geographic, The New York Times, and Newsweek. Welcome, Karen. We're super excited to have you on the show. I learned a lot about Sweet Mary Jane many, many years ago, so it's super excited to have you. Welcome. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Totally, and I know I'm excited to have you on, Karen. We uh, we actually were getting ourselves hyped up for this for this episode last week during 420, and we... Uh, we busted out one of your pot brownies and, and funny story. And when it happened, I was like, oh my God, we got to share this on the episode. But we like opened it up, took a bite of it, started chewing it and eating it. And and I look over at Lucy and she's doing some yoga. And I'm like, this is the best pot brownie I've ever had. And then I stopped and I said, hold on, this is the best brownie I've ever had. And so we busted out laughing. And, brownie. And yeah, they were like, they were so good. It like truly is like a classic brownie. Like the brownies alone sometimes are tough to make. So you've mastered the art of brownies and clearly mastered the art of pot brownies. So excited to kind of kind of meet the maker today and learn more about Sweet Mary Jane and, and yourself, Karen. And, and kind of with that, let's just kind of start there and, you know, tell us your story. You know, you won a banking contest and then kind of the rest is history. So walk us through kind of what happened with the baking contest and kind of how you got here. Oh, that was so crazy. So the baking contest uh, was um, for Sharpenberger chocolate. And what they did is they put this contest out there and then they listed all these strange ingredients that they said, you know, you have to use three of these ingredients. And I chose, um, well, you had to use their chocolate. So that's one Sharpenberger chocolate. And then you had to pick two ingredients from the the adventure list. And I chose pandan because I'd never used it before and rice flour, which seemed, okay, that's simple enough. (laughs) But uh, at the time I was in New York, I'm from New York. I was in New York City and started looking for pandan and I found it. 
and it's um, you use it. It's sort of a vanilla flavor. And um, I used it to just kind of infuse the product that I was working with, this rice flour. And I made these little dumplings and I just sent the recipe and I kind of forgot about it. I was just like, oh, okay, that <laughs> <Yeah>. was fun. <laughs> and then they called and I didn't answer the phone. I thought this is weird. And then they sent an email <laughs> saying I had won this contest. And I, I again thought, no. <laughs> But then they called again. I thought, okay. And I really did win. (laughs) (laughs) That's so cool. um, When, where I was um, not in the country when I uh, won, I was uh, actually visiting family down in the British Virgin Islands. And I just stopped and said, I'm out of here. I'm back to Colorado and I'm going to open a weed bakery. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Because it was legal here and it's something that I've always been interested in. And I just thought, this is, this is so great. I can do this now. Yeah. So are you a baker by trade or what is your background? Um, I'm, I'm self-taught, but I've baked forever. I really have. I started baking. I went to a birthday party when I was a little kid. And one of the little gifts they gave out to all the little girls was a Betty Crocker cookbook. (laughs) And I went home and my mom showed me, you know, this is how we do it because she's a baker. And she just taught me to bake. And I just loved it. Hmm. So Uh, then how did cannabis get involved? Like, were you a cannabis consumer or why did you pick cannabis? I was a cannabis consumer, and in college, we were making pot brownies that were (laughs) disgusting um, because I didn't know anything about cannabis. I really didn't. I just knew what I liked, but I didn't know know, all the ins and outs. I didn't know about decarbing and what. So I learned all that, you know, once I got back out here and, you know, just started, you know, trying to to use cannabis. When we first started, I was making can of butter. Interesting. yeah, it, it was, you know, it was one of those things. Baking has just always been a passion of mine. I love it. That's crazy. And now, so Sweet Mary Jane was started, what, back in 2010? And here you are now in 2022, and you're still making baked goods? Like, that's so cool. It's cool. I know. <laughs> I really love it. I really do. I mean, this industry, as you know, you guys have been around for a while, is very challenging. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, we seem to be able to jump through the hoops. Yeah. Yeah. You keep doing it. I mean, you know, it's, it's pretty incredible. Your, your journey through all this that I liked it in in college, you remarked, you know, maybe your first pot brownies weren't so good, but I got to say, you know, like I started the show off, they've came a long way, you know, (laughs) and I'm sure like your expertise in in cannabis sure has too. Did the can of butter come around because that is like your starting point for a lot of your recipes? It was, yeah. It's, and those are, um, most of the recipes in the cookbook either use can of butter or infused sugar, which we don't use anymore, either of those products. Hmm. Um, now we use um, either rosin or distillate. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, you know, it's kind of funny. Things have sort of come around again. Rosin has become very, very popular mm-hmm. and people don't mind that, that hashy taste. And for those who do they you know, they can choose a distillate product. Do you find the distillates a little bit easier to like dose in everything or, or to, you know, pair well with your recipes? Yeah. Distillate works very well for us. It really does. The hardest thing that we've ever had to, you know, get dosed properly is that popcorn. We went through a lot of testing with that. Yeah. That, that was kind of one of our questions, um, how, how that works. Cause we saw there was like the box of popcorn and then like, how does, how does that work? It's like 10 milligrams in the whole box. 
10 milligrams in the whole box because we can't on the rec side, we're not allowed to put more than 10 milligrams in a bulk product because we can't mark it with the THC symbol. Mm. You saw on the brownies, they have the THC symbol on the bottom. We can't do that with popcorn because we can't mark every kernel. (laughs) So the rule here is if you can't mark it, it's 10 milligrams. Mm. It's like a single serving pack. A single serve. Yeah. There you go. Uh, well, tell us kind of more about how, you know, Sweet Mary Jane kind of came around, you know, did the name kind of like, was it hit you kind of instantly when you first, you know, created the company or did, did you know, you did start the company and then the kind of the name came after? The name came a little bit after. Um, our na- well, when I went to get my license at the med when oh, there were thousands of people there, it was at the the old dog track down in Denver. And I went there and I stood online and, you know, it was this big application and all these rules and how to fill it out. But when I got up there, they were just like, what's the name of your company? <laughs> oh, <wow. Yeah. laughs> it wasn't Sweet Mary Jane. I named it Boulder Sweetgrass. I was on the spot and that's my name with the mad. That's, you know, our, you know, our legal name, our DBA is Sweet Mary Jane. Yeah. Yeah, so that was that was fun. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty fun. You've been around, you've been like an OG kind of person since the beginning, you know, like Lucy said, you got started in 2010. Uh so I'm sure you've you've probably seen a lot, you know, in this industry and how it's changed and uh maybe kind of walk us through some of the evolution of like your product offerings. Like what were you first kind of selling and then maybe how some of that's transitioned to, into kind of what you're producing today? Okay, so when I first started, I didn't really think about the business side of it. I thought about what I like to bake mm-hmm. and what was fun to bake and new recipes. So I was doing all of that and I, it was selling very well. Um, but then I started to realize that, you know, there are certain things that are extremely time consuming mm-hmm. and we can't really produce like that. So you know, I just kind of had to move along and think, okay, these are the things that taste great or beautiful, but, you know, we can make a lot of them at one time. Mm-hmm. It We had a, a huge line of truffles for a while, but they took forever to make because we they were all, you know, hand rolled, yeah. hand dipped. And that took a long time. We, I don't know if you looked through the cookbook, there was a, there's a product in there that I loved. We called them true confections. And it was a little peanut butter truffle that was set between two tiny pretzels and then dipped in dark chocolate and then drizzled with white chocolate. Oh, and they wow. were fabulous. <laughs> but again, you know, making, you know, just a hundred of those took, you know, hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I had to just rethink about, I had to think about the business side of it, not just the baking side of it. Mm-hmm. That was one of the things that changed. One thing that stayed on there is the one that we call the classic pot brownie. Now, those those have always been on there. They had a different name, you know, okay. back in the day, but it's oh. just always been a good seller. I was wondering because I don't remember the pot brownie, but now that you say it used to be under a different name, did they used to have the sprinkles on top? Is that what they were? That's a different one. That's oh, waking cake. Yeah, but the uh, the classic oh. pot brown used to be called Merciful. It started out as just a medical product, and then we moved it over to Rack, and it, it was always Merciful. Hmm. But then, you know, we had all these kind of cute little names for things, but um, having cute little names for things is problematic because people don't know what they're getting. Because now, when we first started, we could package in clear packaging, mm. so oh, people right. could see the product. Mm-hmm. 
we can't do that anymore. You know, our well, package- I think it's like almost ingenious, like the classic pot brownie. Like Jared and I were even talking about your new branding um, and how, you know, eye catching it is. Mm-hmm. And just like who else even really has a pot brownie? Like, seriously, like there's not that many. I don't even know of another company who's doing just a pot brownie. And like, that's like where it all got started. Right. You think of edibles. That's and right. Pot brownies. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> it's like ingenious, but it's not. You know what I mean? It's like so simple. Exactly. It's been here for forever. You know, I don't know. Um, if you read the um, the shout out, you know, best of in Westward, where um, we got best edible company. And one of the things they mentioned in that that article was, uh, you know, Alice Beats. They mentioned Alice B. Toklas. And a lot of people called me and was like, is Alice B. Toklas the writer of this or who is Alice? And Alice was Gertrude Stein's girlfriend. This is from way back in the day. And she was playing around with weed way, way back then and so yeah weed brownies have been around (laughs) that's so funny and for those i don't know if everybody in colorado like if you're a colorado consumer and you haven't tried sweet mary jane it's really fun like she said like these are handmade baked goods and they look just like you know like your grandma would make you or something they're really nice presentation and they do a really good job it's much different than like the normal like corporate like you know cannabis edible you would experience so they're super fun Uh, Yeah, it's it really is a little bakery and we really do make everything from scratch. You know, there's nothing that, you know, is stored in a freezer and pulled out. There's not machines doing everything. We, We do have machinery in there, but it's, you know, our bakers are, you know, whipping together all of these goodies. That's pretty fun. And I do want to say we have an amazing team. We're very lucky. No, I, I think it all shows through and like I'm out on your website right now and browsing through and I'm like getting the munchies, like looking at this stuff because <laughs> it looks so good. I'm like a huge fiend for, for a lot. I mean, like chocolate chip cookies and like <laughs> I'm looking at even like your salted caramel cookies and wake and bake brown, wake and cake brownies. Holy cow. <laughs> I swear I haven't consumed before this episode. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it all looks so good. And even what is this? Are these like uh, like these chocolate bars you make? Oh, what about Milk, the milkshake, milkshake and, fries? and fries? Like how cool milkshake is that? Fries. Yeah. You know, I mean, our whole approach is food first. Mm-hmm. That's what we want to think of. It's not just we want the food to be an experience. It's not just, you know, pop this in your mouth and then wait to get high. Mm-hmm. Enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Sit down with it. You know, here's a box of popcorn. You can share this with your friends. And I think that that it brings people together to have something that, you know, they can share or just if you want to just have something that I mean, have dessert, yeah. you know, have something delicious. And that's what we provide food. Yeah. And it's cannabis in it. <laughs> I mean, that, we've talked about that a few times, like what well, goes better than really like food and cannabis. And and I think the other piece that, that I really get from everything you're producing is like this nostalgia from it of like this. I'm not even sure what it is. Like, it's like you it, it's like comforting. Like Lucy said, it's like grandma, like bacon cookies or something like that's what you get from this. It like feels homey. It doesn't feel like weed. It doesn't feel like cannabis, but then it's still it like dips a foot into cannabis and has that feel and like even the classic pot brownie it doesn't feel like intimidating or like grungy or any of that. It's like very like fun and light. And, and I think that this like brings a whole new level to the cannabis industry alone and it makes things more approachable, but also as a cannabis consumer, it, you know, there's so many stigmas attached to everything these days and in different ways and everybody's got their opinion. 
Um, but like everything that you make, even like this Wisconsin cheddar cheese popcorn, it's just like in the caramel crunch popcorn and the butter and see, it's like you're, you're capturing kind of like normalness in a way. And then like making it not seem like it's something else. I, I agree with you. And I think you said that so beautifully. Um, yeah, that's it. That's it. Where we, we want to connect people through food. It's not just about waiting to, you know, get your high. Yeah. It's enjoying what you've got in front of you. Um, we just connected with the coolest farmer in Kansas who we're <laughs> going to start buying our popcorn from. He makes the kind of popcorn that we want. He has his own farm. Ooh. He's growing it. Hmm. I mean, how cool is that to, you know, be working with somebody and that's kind of locally sourced mm-hmm. popcorn. Yeah. It's just, it's so great. Wait, so tell people more because I don't know if like, you guys are like, you guys are purchasing like the kernels, right? And these kernels are yes. made for popping. To, like, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like this is something new I've recently learned, but like literally corn is grown to be like popcorn. Oh. It's grown to be popcorn and it's grown to be specific kinds of popcorn. Bam. We use um, <laughs> the popcorn that we use is called mushroom popcorn and it's because it pops around. Now, this is something I had no <laughs> idea about when we were making popcorn that there were other kinds. The other kind of popcorn is called butterfly. And if you ever look at popcorn next to each other, if you ever get some mushroom mm-hmm. and some butterfly, you'll see why they call it that. But we found that, you know, to hold, you know, the infusion of caramel or the Wisconsin cheddar, butter and sea salt, the, the mushroom works best. You know, there's a lot of area to cover. That's fascinating. Uh, who knew? I didn't even know that. <laughs> I, yeah, seriously. I know. It's so crazy. When when we first started making popcorn, I was calling this company and he said, well, what kind of popcorn are you using? And I was like, I don't, I don't know, know. Just popcorn? Yeah, popcorn. We have these kernels here. I don't know what it is. Yeah. That's funny. So, yeah. What did, where did the idea for making infused popcorn come from? Oh, my gosh. So we've been making on the medical side since 2010. And I just started thinking about recipes that use, because as I said, we were using can of butter. So I thought, well, caramel popcorn uses a ton of butter. So Mm -hmm. that's a good one. Let's make that. (laughs) So we did. And then a few years ago, we were working with a marketing team and they said, you got to get more flavors out there. You have to, you know, do something with this popcorn. And they were right. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. No, we went into Native Roots the other day when we were stocking up for this episode. And we walk in there and there's this whole display case <laughs> and it's full of popcorn. Like and I was like, huge, <laughs> huge display case. I was like, Let's get it straight. It. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a massive display case full of popcorn. I was yeah. just like, this is so genius. Like, it's so simple again, but it's like genius. Yeah. Well, um, that my daughter, Lucy, and her um, boyfriend, who also works for me, his name is Tano, went down and installed that and put in a couple of native roots. And it's a fabulous display. Yes, (laughs) Yes, it is. It is. (laughs) It's like eye catching. It's so cool. It's so funny. Yeah. And I feel like just for like, not to be like stereotypical, but like stoners, I mean, you walk in and like, you do not expect it at all. It just is like, wow. It is like a wow factor for sure. (laughs) You're like, holy cow, this is so cool. Like how many boxes of popcorn did you bring in? (laughs) Oh my God. So uh, what's in there is, you know, clearly not infused, but that was a ton of popcorn. Our people were (laughs) popping for a long time. (laughs) (laughs) That's That's hilarious. (laughs) 
Oh my gosh. And they come in these fun little boxes too. It's just like I used to always get popcorn like at the mall, you know, you'd get your own little single serve, you know, cheddar popcorn and they come in boxes like that. And Jared and I were talking about that. We're like, so what would the application be for this? And we were thinking, you know, you could have it for like a date night. And if you're like watching the movies together, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're having a party and you tell everybody like this is the infused one, so just be careful, but things like that. Yeah, you're so right. You're so right. And then, I don't know, you can mix it with, you know, uninfused popcorn for people who want a really low dose. Mm-hmm. You go. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I didn't even think yeah. about that. Mm-mm. I was telling Lucy, I would have a hard time sharing. I would really be like, this is my box. You might have to get your own box. <laughs> well, you guys should come up and see us make popcorn. That oh, would be a blast. Fun. I would think, oh my God, I would be in heaven. I, I would too. Yeah, you guys are welcome. That's awesome. Well, I know another thing that's really important to you is, you know, part of the consumer experience is your ingredients. So tell us a little bit more about, you know, sourcing these high quality ingredients to create these experiences. So, I mean, my latest one was connecting with this farmer, which I'm super excited about because because he's so connected to what, you know, to, he he's growing this popcorn. So to me, that's very special. And, you know, talking to him and his enthusiasm about popcorn. Um, the rest of our ingredients, uh, we're careful about uh, our extracts are very special. And we get them from a company out in California. And uh, they're just absolutely lovely extracts. And anything that we ask for, you know, when I was making the milkshake and fries, I was like, well, how do we, you know, where's our extract? What are we going to put in there? And they sent us a bunch of different ones and we tested them and found what we love. And that's what we do with everything. You know, we don't make it infused to start with. You know, we just come, I come up with the recipe and then the bakers will make it and I was just going to say, who's going to test it? (laughs) Well, we always test unabused to start. We always do because I've made lots of things that it's like, oh, this just doesn't work at all. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and then other things like our chocolates, you know, we we looked at a bunch of different companies for chocolate and finally settled on another one out in California. And yeah, so we're happy with the people that we buy our ingredients from. We've got some good companies. We've just connected actually with another extract company that we're going to start looking at. So um, yeah, we're very careful about that. Yeah, that's important. It is. Well, let's talk about, you know, another aspect, you know, you have, you are a woman owned company and you have been a cannabis advocate, you know, in this industry, you know, for a very long time. So tell us a little bit more, like, what does that feel like? And like, what have you learned over the years, you know, being in Colorado? Um, You know, I didn't think about the, the whole woman owned business when I started, I just knew I wanted to start this business. And I got into it. And at that time, there were a ton of women in the industry. So it was great. There were women, you know, starting, you know, dispensaries and there were other MIPS out there. And I felt this is super exciting. You know, all these women that has kind of fallen, you know, by the wayside at this point there, you know, lots of men in the industry, which I, I think is great. I, you know, I wish a lot of these women were able to hold on, but, um, I don't know. At the time, my daughter was in college and, you know, I called her to tell her, you know, I'm starting a, a weed bakery. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> and she was like, oh, that's great. <laughs> and then when she graduated, she called and she said, can I come work with you? I oh, thought, that's awesome. 
yeah, so that was good. So, um, yeah, I'm, I think that for me, the industry has changed not so much in, uh, you know, who's owning what business. It's just the rules and regulations have changed so much. And we're, you know, we are just, there's so many of them. There's, it, it makes it very hard. But again, you know, we do it because there's no choice. Mm -hmm. But there are things like marking every cookie with a THC symbol. We didn't used to have to do that. It seems a little cumbersome. Uh, Well, yeah, we're we're looking at machinery now to to mark the products. But for cookies, we use branding irons to mark Mm -hmm. thousands of cookies. (laughs) Yeah. So that that's so that you know that's one of the big changes in the industry, um, you know testing, which is a good thing. We want to know what's in there. So, but that didn't used to be either. You could say whatever. So that's a that's that's been a change that you know, certainly has helped the industry. It's just you know we'd like to we'd like to make sure that our products are what we say they are. Yeah. No, I mean you have been in. And it, since like the beginning, and so I can I can attest that it's almost like every year there's there's something new that changes, and I've and I've been around in the industry long enough to watch companies have to like completely throw out packaging, and like start oh. the year off fresh with like new oh packaging, God. and that's you are so right. That was a big thing because as I mentioned before, when people could see the products, I mean it wasn't, in, I mean it was in like these cellophane packages that you could just rip open. And then when they told us we had to do, you know, these CR packages, I thought, well, that seems kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, people can't see it. Yeah. And I thought, well, it would be great if we could supply all the dispensaries with CR exit packaging and people could see what they're buying. There you go. Yeah. And well. then put it into those bags. I thought it would be good for the consumer. It would also be good for the environment. Mm-hmm. But that didn't fly. Mm-hmm. So we are in CR packaging. Well, especially I think for your baked goods in particular, like they're very pretty, you know, and they're they're visually appealing. So you Mm -hmm. definitely want people to see those. Well, think about when you go to like a bakery, like everything's in like a glass case and you like shop the glass case and you like your mouth's like watering, like as you're looking at everything. And like, that's like part of the, like Lucy said, the visual appeal of baked goods is there. So that's tough. Yeah, that was, that was a hard one for me. And then I started thinking, you know, we didn't. You know, I, but I wanted to make sure that all our bakers understood we don't get sloppy because people can't see it anymore. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. You know, make sure it's still beautiful. That's pretty and interesting. And it is. <laughs> yeah. It really is. Yeah, I'm, I, you know, really impressed. And that's why we, we wanted to have you on the show is that I think your story is great and it's really fun, first of all. But also you've, you've like withstood the test of time to get here, you know, 12 years down the road. And, and like we're highlighting, <laughs> you know, just a few things, but... I can tell you just from, you know, the, the short time I've been in the industry, there's been a lot that's changed. And so any operator, especially one that's homegrown, just like you are, Karen, uh, to last this long and like still be like putting out an even better product than like before and continually like improving, like that's pretty incredible on its own. And, and uh, uh, you know, it takes a lot you. of strength and resilience. And um, so that's why we like highlighting these, these stories because it's, it's a beautiful story, first of all, but it's also one that we're going to look back on and be like, thank God that you know, Karen like kept waking up every day and saying, you know, <laughs> we're going to keep doing this. And you know, these, all these new rules and regulations and we got to throw out all of our packaging and now we got to, you know, brand every single cookie with a THC symbol. Um, it's, it's like somebody had to do it and, and you did it. So it's incredible. Yeah. You just keep doing it. That's right. 
you guys are so nice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what you have to do. And what you said before about throwing out packaging. Oh, my God. Did we throw out packaging? Yeah. Tons of it, you know, every time that warning changed, you know, with a single word out the window. And so is it you behind the scenes, like, you know, sorting through all these compliance issues or do you have like somebody that helps? Oh, my daughter, Lucy, is a huge help. She's really good with that. We yeah. I mean, going through compliance has is always rough. You know, sometimes the med does send us rules. You know, this is, you know, watch for this. And sometimes, you know, we wonder, did we miss anything? And we're just looking through all the rules. So we do that pretty consistently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you have to. Yeah. yeah I mean, Right. And plus, not only the med rules, but the, you know, the city rules are a little mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. So we have to make sure we're compliant there as well. You know, in Boulder, we have to do things like bolt all the refrigerators to the floor and walls. Wow. <gasps> Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, yeah Boulder's so, tough. I got to say, you know, we Boulder is tough. It's probably one of the toughest municipalities in the state. So, um, yeah, it's it's they've got a lot of rules, but again, you know, it's just one of those things that when these rules come out, you say, you know, that's that's a rough one, but you don't think about you can't do it. Yeah, you just know you have to do it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. and I so, think that's it. it. Yeah, this makes you like better, and I think that's why you know people need to understand like the worth that goes into a lot of this stuff. It's not just you know, producing a classic pot brownie, it's like there's a lot going on behind the scenes to to get this there and not only make it to where it's, you know, the best tasting brownie you've ever had, but also it's got to be compliant and it's got to be, uh, you know, in tip top shape to make it out and, and kind of withstand this market. So, yeah. And it, every time, you know, a new batch comes out, it's got to go to the lab yep. and yeah, and be tested and make sure, you know, we've said this, this package contains a hundred milligrams of THC and, you know, just praying that you know we didn't screw up somewhere mm-hmm. along the way because Seriously. then what do you do yeah absolutely <laughs> it can't just... go out <laughs> so cow. we've been very lucky i mean we really have been very lucky uh we we pass our tests and, and i'm not saying we've passed every one of them but we're pretty lucky with that and as i said before i have to give a shout out to our team they are wonderful Yeah. No, you guys are doing a great job. I knew, you know, when we did this homegrown series that your company was somebody that I wanted to feature. I mean, you guys have been in it since the beginning. And the fact that, you know, you are still, you know, a relatively small company, you know, it's not like a big corporate company. Um, And you and your daughter, you know, are doing it together, which is really cool for me. Um, My grandma's a baker and I like to bake on the weekends. So I think it's so fun. Like, it's just like, she need a job. (laughs) Hey, I saw you guys needed somebody. I told Jared, I'm like, what if I just went and baked for them? (laughs) Come on up, Lucy. (laughs) You could have two Lucy's. (laughs) But Lucy, my Lucy does not, is upstairs. She's doing, you know, marketing and sales. She's not down there. You'll be the only Lucy Lucy the baker. Perfect. No, seriously, that would be like a dream job for me. You know, if like money didn't really matter, like I would love to just be a baker. (laughs) Wait, if money didn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) So fun. Well, uh, you know, speaking on kind of, you know, today and kind of looking forward, you know, Karen, do you guys have any big plans for any future, any new products you guys are trying to work on or, you know, what's, what's, what's the future look like? The future, yes, we are working on new products. Um, I guess I should say it. Uh, yeah, we we want to really um, tap into that savory market. Hmm. There you go. 
Yeah, no, yeah. I, like seriously, I thought with the popcorn was golden. Like, mm-hmm. I think there's definitely a really good niche there. And I don't really feel like a lot of people are doing that. No, they're not. And we we just feel there's a real need for it. Um, so, yes, we've been uh, testing recipes for a while now on the, the savory side. And, yeah, I think that's important. The other thing that seems to be important now we did it a while ago we were making um we made a cookie called one smart cookie and it was gluten-free and vegan it had you know it hit all of that and it was a really good cookie but it didn't sell now people are asking for it mm-hmm. you know, you do you have a vegan product so i'm thinking about bringing that one back yeah no i think that's important too i have a couple of friends who are vegan and it's hard to find them edible so i think if you're it's offering something hard. like that especially in like the baked goods sections like it's kind of difficult to bake without animal products but if you could figure it out and make it taste good i think people would love it i have two people that work for me that are are vegan and so i just started on the weekends you know uninfused products just practicing how to make vegan products and I mean, it's certainly doable. So, mm-hmm. you know, and like I said, we had that, you know, one smart cookie, but th- that was a hard one for me to figure out. I'm, you know, uh, it, it, that's kind of a new, a new adventure. <laughs> well, that's always fun. <laughs> yeah, it's always fun. Can't it seems keep... like you're up for new adventures. So yeah, <laughs> if anybody's going to do it, it's going to be you. Definitely. I, I bake at home almost every weekend just to try something new and then bring it in. And how, what do you think of this, guys? <laughs> That's awesome. That's so fun. It's fun. All right, Karen. Well, we have two final questions for you. Uh, one question we've been asking all of our guests this season is, what is one of your favorite places to eat in Colorado? Okay. So there's a little Mexican restaurant up here in Boulder called Nopalitos, mm. so, which is absolutely delicious. Um, you know, everything is made from scratch and, uh, you know, they cover all of the, the, you can be vegan and find good food. They're gluten-free. They have everything. So that place I love. So that's a great place for us for lunch. We can go up there and, you know, grab something for all of our employees, um, so that's one. There you go. Uh, I, I like, um, Audrey Jane's pizza. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's good. I'm originally from New York and I'm pretty choosy when it comes to pizza. And I think Audrey Jane's has nailed it. Nice. Is it like, um, like thin crust pizza or what kind yes. of pizza? Nice. Well, they have both, oh, okay. but thin crust is the one that. That's what you like. Uh, that's what I like. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, they have really great flavors, and yeah, I th- I think they nailed it. Cool, I love it. And we got, ooh, fancy, is more? well, one more. <laughs> yes. if, if I'm gonna go for a fancy dinner. I like oak. Oh, and, yeah. Is that that's, on Sixth Street or Pearl Street? I'm sorry. Yeah, it's on Fourteenth and Pearls, and it's it's very delicious. Nice. Well, Karen just gave you guys a plethora of options. So many bonuses. And this I know what great. you can have for dessert. So you should be good. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. Please. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Oh, my God. Dessert and snacks. Right. Snacks and pizza. Snacks. And- yes. Enjoy some popcorn and with popcorn. your friends. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is fun. You know, what What better way to, to kind of celebrate the season, the homegrown season with baked goods? I mean, this is a blast. All right, Karen, we have one final question for you. Uh, we are the Lit and Lucid podcast. So are you lit or are you lucid? You can't be lit and lucid? You can. 
I'm lit and lucid. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's awesome. <laughs> That's oh, solid. man. Well, thank you so much, Karen. This was super fun. It was really an honor to speak with you again. Um, I enjoy your products. I love the pot brownies. I mean, I think everybody should go give them a try. They're really good. Oh, you guys are absolutely wonderful. And thank you for having me. I really enjoyed this. And I really hope you'll take me up and on my offer of coming on up. Yeah. Oh, we're coming up. (laughs) 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 Big fan of popcorn and and a big fan of what you do, Karen. So please, please keep, uh, please keep the good fight alive and keep doing your thing. Cause uh, I think what you're bringing to the market is really incredible. And, and there are a lot of people that enjoy your products. So we love it. Thank you so much. All right, you guys with that, I'm lit. I'm lucid. And that's it. Laters. Bye.